Hey everybody, welcome back to Jetlag. This is season two, episode five. And last time we were talking with LPX and we were talking about the touring industry and what you know creative artists are going through through this time period without being able to play live shows and how they feel locked up. Um, this time we're gonna be talking about a similar thing, but not with music artists, but with us and with industry professionals and tourism and traveling. And so let's look at the, let's look at the American scene of, of domestic and international tourism. I got some stats here in uh, US citizen domestic tourism. Americans take 2.29 billion domestic trips each year. That is a staggering number. And for uh, international inbound tourism, annually there are 79.6 million international visitors to the US each year. And so domestic, uh, not domestic, but travel and tourism overall accounts for 7% of the total private industry employment, so non-government jobs. And it directly supports about 9 million jobs in the US, which was actually an increase of 1.2% from, from 2018. So it's a, it's a huge industry. We're looking at you know a, roughly a tenth of the entire economy of the US is supported by travel, both domestic and international. So certain cities have obviously been impacted more than others, right? So if we, if we look at a city like Las Vegas, you know, they've been affected a huge amount because their entire city runs off tourism and a lot of international tourism and the people who live there generally prop that up. So they're kind of on the extreme end of things where they're a city that is now, even in the midst of uncertain times, scrambling to reopen casinos, whether they should or not. I mean, I, I, the jury's kind of out on, on that, um, but it's something they gotta do because their city literally runs off, off tourism. But that's not necessarily characteristic of most of the rest of the US. We have a lot of other big cities where people do normal American things and go about their American lives, yet there's still a healthy domestic and international tourism uh, scene. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we have Lisa Catrone from Memphis Tourism here uh, today. She's the international sales manager. And she's going to be talking to us about what it's been like in Memphis, you know, a city that is pretty well-rounded in terms of how it functions, both, you know, Americans who are from there and do their thing, but there's a lot of travel. I mean, this is a hotbed of Southern hospitality, food, music, records from B.B. King and Johnny Cash and Elvis are, were recorded at the legendary Sun Studios. So it's not your average city either. Um, so Lisa, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. And, and uh, let's start with how's the weather there today? Wow, the weather is awesome. The weather, um, I say right now is right at 84 degrees. Um, so toasty. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, cool. Yes, we're a toasty city. <laughs> we love <laughs> That's it. for sure. <laughs> let's go back a little bit here and let's talk about 2018 and 2019. And what did the tourism scene feel like and look like in those years, you know, without a global pandemic, even in anybody's minds, you know, what, what were things like? How, what's, what's an average year prior to this look like in, in Memphis? Well, 2018, I can tell you, oh gosh, um, international, globally, especially with Australia and New Zealand, you know, they recognize that Memphis has always been a hot spot 
when it comes down to Bill Street, you know, you got those bars staying open to about four in the morning, you're dancing, either you're at the Peabody Hotel. Larry, you been uh, to the Peabody Hotel. They have those rooftop parties and just having a good time. So with the with the ducks, do the ducks get to come to the the party as well? Absolutely, they got their <laughs> own in house. That's for sure. Uh, so they dancing right along with us, uh, overlooking the uh, mighty Mississippi River. You know, Andrew, it's just something about Memphis, the Mississippi River. You know, the deepest, the widest. Uh, that you can get to. I mean, um, as far as the river cruises, I mean, it's just a vibrant, sizzling city, uh, you know, that kisses the mighty Mississippi River. So what what makeup of tourism uh, do you guys regularly see there in terms of domestic versus international? And, um, you know, what are the, some of the interests that people have when they're doing those things? Okay, when it comes down to international and also domestic, I work both of those markets. Mm. So I'll go ahead and start with international first. I think, um, you know, just by me speaking with you all, it's the language. It's the tone. Mm -hmm. uh, it is uh, the soul. You can feel uh, the soul of Memphis. You can taste, you can smell. Uh, it's just something about the people and the water uh, that just makes you feel good. Um, that's, that's what I can tell you so much about the international market because they just love, they embrace us just the way we sound, we talk. You know, yeah, we got that little country going on, but it's almost like we're singing. Uh, so it's, 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 just, it's just an attractive uh, history about the Deep South. Uh, people are interested in the music. People are interested in the history. People are interested in the food. Uh, so it, it's, it's just amazing. I, even with me, uh, if I'm driving down on Highway 61, which is the crossroads, uh, the blues, uh, I can go pull into a dirt road going down, down south, and you can see kids just waving at you. You know, you, you cannot get that anywhere else. That's what makes Memphis on top of everything. We've always been on the forefront from the very beginning uh, when it comes down to uh, the music. You know, it started from the hymns, mm -hmm. from hymns to gospel to blues, rock and roll that drifted into soul, baby. Drifted into soul. So, that's what so obviously that's going to be a huge draw because as an international traveler, you could look at, you know, New York and LA and you kind of know what you're getting in terms of like the buildings and there's the music and the fashion and whatnot. But I, I, I personally know uh, a lot of Australians when I was living there um, and they were coming to the US. They're like, yeah, we're going to start in New York and we're going all the way down the coast, all the way in and around and through the South. And it was a really high interest point for them because they knew how different it was. And it's exactly how you're making it sound. It's funny because, you know, I'm, I'm a West coast guy. I probably, it's probably all over my, my voice. Um, <laughs> but it, this does shoe into the conversation too. The U S is not like other countries because we have 50 States that are all very different. You know, yes. maybe California to Washington or 
Arizona has a lot more similarities because we're so close. But if we go all the way over to the South or the East Coast, it can be like a whole different world. So um, being that that's true, though, you know, what what were you looking forward to in Memphis tourism and what were you guys excited about? And when did you know that something big was happening with the pandemic we're in right now? Mm -hmm. uh, what I was looking for in Memphis tourism um, when I started is, you know, I wanted to sell Memphis to the world. Uh, are and you, are you born and raised in Memphis too? Born and raised. Okay. Born and raised, been here all my life. And that's something that I always wanted to do. I started in the hotel industry, yeah. uh, actually at the age of 16. So I've been in an industry for 34 years. Your whole life, yeah. So I, yes. Yeah, so, so I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, the struggle, uh, seen the blessings and more blessings on top of blessings. So I mean, it, it actually took me eight years to get to uh, Memphis Tourism, and I'm here. And I, I got a chance to see Memphis grow so beautiful. Um, and all the hard work that Regina Bearden, she's my CMO. Uh, also, the, all the hard work of our president, Kevin Kane and our representative for Australia and New Zealand, uh, which is Chris Ingram, has done such a phenomenal job. Uh, not just, uh, you know, uh, just spreading the word, but just bringing people over and introducing them to mm -hmm. our city. And then when the pandemic happened, um, I never will forget, I was in LA. I just got through mm -hmm. doing some sales calls. I was at uh, Destination America, one of the top uh, receptive operators that work with Kentucky as well, mm -hmm. uh, from out of Australia. And, you know, we didn't really just, just think it was just gonna be just that big, but once it really hit, and I'm seeing people walking around with masks, and LA was one of the big cities. At, at the time, California mm -hmm. was the one that really put it out there. And I said, okay, this is serious. So everyone was canceling. ITB had canceled because uh, that was the week we were going to go to ITB in March as well. Uh, all this took place in February as we speak. And I said, okay, this is real. Mm -hmm. uh, this is really real. So when uh, my colleague uh, Milton Powery and myself got back to Memphis, uh, we had a conversation with our president and also Regina Beard and they said, you guys, we got to take this serious. We may be going home and working out of our homes until we have further notice. And the streets was empty. It mm. seemed like everything had died. And is that both from tourists and, you know, local standpoint too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as the meetings, as far as mm. uh, the conventions. Right. Um, the restaurants, you know, everyone had took a hit. The hotels, you know, I have so many friends and also family uh, that work at hotel. It just devastated me because so many people uh, have uh, gotten furloughed mm -hmm. or even laid off, you know, and I'm looking at, this is my responsibility. This is, 
this is what's on me. I got to take care of them. This, they're like my family, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to see that happen, it's just heartbreaking. You know, I, I try to stay in touch with all my hoteliers, my attractions, the restaurants. Hello, how you doing? What's going on with you? You know, how can I help you? Um, so what they spoke with me about, just to let you know, is, you know, how they all came together with hands on deck mm-hmm. uh, to uh, putting them in different uh, jobs, different duties, as you can have a director of sales doing housekeeping work. You can have a general manager down into laundry folding towels. So were they staying? So were they staying open? Were the hotels still operating at at some I, I of the hotels? Yeah, some of the hotels were still operating. We only had two to actually close. Um, Wow. And th- that made it difficult, too, because my receptive operators needed to know who they need to get in touch with for contracting because they wanted to contract for 2021 and also for 2022. And that was my job is to reach out to all the general managers to see who was there, who was not there, uh, to update all the contacts, get these contracts you know, and, and not knowing about the borders, not knowing mm-hmm. about the fights. We're constantly in touch with our international representatives uh, telling us we don't know when the border will be open. If we do go across the pond, which we call it in the UK, we may be quarantined for 14 days if we go to a show. So the show's being canceled, you know, it's been devastating to uh, our industry mm-hmm. as well travel industry on the destination side andrew that you had mentioned uh as far as buses are concerned you gotta you gotta realize it's a lot of seniors are on those buses yeah that's right Mm -hmm. so you know safety and security and they are more so at risk than anything so right now the buses are trying to uh, get their brain around how we're going to transport these people and be able to make revenue. Mm. So that means for one bus, they're going to have to have two buses. Mm. That means how they're going um, to have uh, measures in place, how they're going to put that out there to their customers, you know, with the fogger, the sanitizer, the mask. I mean, they still hadn't got their mind wrapped around it. Right. Well, there's the cost element. I mean, the cost element of PPE that all the businesses are having to factor in on top of the reduced capacity, it's unsustainable for so many businesses across across the world right now. Yes, it is. And then um, I want to talk about the student industry. I've been on several webinars and, you know, they play a very important part of that too, especially students in sports. Mm. You got a marching band, right? You got kids on the bus together. So they have to separate at least about two buses. But it's the factor if you have a gentleman playing the tuba and then you have someone that's playing percussion, you know, they got to blow. So what's going to go in there? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Something's got to go in there when you blow. So if that kid is infected or may or may not, you don't want the other kid to catch it. 
So those are some safety measures. I said, wow, I didn't think about that. The right. tuba boy will be in a bubble next time. Is that- <laughs> yeah, it will be. Uh, so um, just today, just to let you all know, I went to a couple of hotels, you know, when we talked about, uh, I know that Chris had mentioned about Guest House at Graceland and also Central Station. Has Guest House uh, opened? Is that is that open for yeah. the public now? Yes. Uh, hmm. Graceland, the attraction is open for the public as hmm. well as Guest House at Graceland. Did that so close at are, any point or is that stayed open? It stayed open. It stayed mm. open. And they furloughed a lot of their uh, key, uh, key key employees that I'm in touch with because uh, it was pretty difficult to try to get FIT contracts because mm-hmm. you may have a, a catering person that has never done FIT. So you have to break it down and explain mm. to them where they have to call their revenue manager to make sure they can open up the platform so each of the platforms can talk to each other so they can accept the rates. So, so it, it's, it's been a struggle. It has been a struggle, but we gotten through it all together. We've gotten through it. But um, uh, the safety measures for the hotels, uh, six feet apart, uh, they have the uh, petitions up, you know, the uh, screens that's up for uh, safety. At, at like reception card. and yeah. 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 So I've seen that. And I asked one of the sales managers that I've spoken with, I said, what about the buffets? I said, how are y'all? I said, that's, that's going to be kind of risky there. She said, no, they're just going to get the food and serving them themselves. You know, I said, oh, okay. So that may change too. Mm. Uh, the restaurants mm. now uh, moving forward, uh, we are in phase three in Memphis. So that's promising for us. Yay! So we have been doing a great job on social distancing, uh, following the rules and regulations. They have made it along where we have to make, wear our masks outside uh, in public. Bill mm. uh, Street uh, has opened back up with live music. Oh, wow. Uh, that just took place last week. Yeah, so I was really happy about that. And who's um, going? Is it just locals at the moment? Are people coming in from interstate? What's the travel looking like right now in America, especially for Memphis? Focus, I know, like I said before, we, we've always been ahead of the game with the music and the activations, but our focus has been on the 300 and. 600 mile radius for leisure market. Mm, mm. So what my CMO, Regina Bearden and I, we have done along with the digital team and marketing team was contact these hotels and try to get uh, steals and deals, you know? So we put that in place and they're doing a huge marketing campaign uh, on Memphis to bring in people from say for instance, Arkansas, Alabama, Mm. Atlanta, all the way up to Dallas, even Chicago, they're coming down. Hmm. They're coming down in spite of uh, festivals being canceled. Um, you know, the Southern Heritage just was canceled. Memphis yep. and May was just canceled. Mm-hmm. And but all the conferences the as well. Yeah, yeah. But the good thing I can say with the conferences, you know, the hotels and different things like that, Larry, I can say that... Uh, we got new hotels that's coming up. Mm-hmm. The convention center is uh, will be ready in late fall. 
Um, I do have Travel South International coming into Memphis, Tennessee to introduce the internationals to what Memphis product is all about. Uh, we have- And when's know, that supposed to be? That's gonna take place in 2023. It was for 2022, but they pushed it back. Uh, New Orleans did have it, and they just felt like that, you know, with the flights and everything that's happening, they just didn't think they were gonna get a big, uh, you know, big, you know, turnout yeah. on the internationals coming in. So I can understand that. Yeah, but that's gonna be the hardest thing, I think, you know, in terms of tourism in America. Tourism everywhere. I mean, Australia, the borders are closed until next year. You can't, no one can enter Australia. It's a bit different yeah. in America, but, uh, you know, the, the, the customer confidence has got to be there. So, you know, is your focus going to be that sort of 600 mile radius for at least the short term? Yeah, I think just for the short term. But, um, you know, I gave my boss some really good news. You know, I just last week, uh, have booked 12,000 room nights alone <laughs> from one tour operator. Wow, uh, wow. But I'm really crossing my fingers to make sure that those borders are open because they start in February of 2021. So that's primarily from your area out of Australia and also in, um, also in Europe. Hmm. Uh, so that's really good. That's very promising. Also, yeah, and then uh, just yesterday, you know, I was telling my boss, I said, hey, I just booked 9,000 room nights in Memphis. So I think what, you know, the things that we have done, you know, with the Music Hub, uh, with uh, being in touch with you guys, you know, doing podcasts, uh, doing webinars, doing training. Um, I'm sending out videos globally. I've sent you guys a video on... Um, you know, Dante Everhart doing a international dedication and people put that on their social media platform. It says a lot. Mm. It says a lot. You know, we're, we're staying on top of the mind. We're being sensitive at the same time, but always being on top of the mind. So sounds like you guys are uh, with open arms and just saying, Hey, when you're ready, you come here first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, and then, and I tell is in spirit and soul, baby. I gotta put that in. It's right. spirit and soul. In spirit and soul. Yeah. And then at the yeah. end, at the end, in parentheses, or else. <laughs> but Andrew, I, I guarantee you, once you get here, you definitely gonna be bringing your family back yeah. over and over again because it's something that you can't get anywhere else. We are the real Americana. Mm -hmm. You know, we're original, we're authentic, we haven't changed anything. You know, we, we have the history there. You know, you've got National Civil Rights Museum. Yep. You have Graceland. Mm -hmm. You have Sun Studio. You know, I'm telling you about museums that's one of a kind you can't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, you got Slave Haven, the Underground Railroad, the Safe House. Uh, you have Ernestine and Hazel's. You got the Arcade restaurant where it's known for you know it's famous uh peanut butter banana sandwiches where elvis dined you know a lot of a lot of history is located in memphis tennessee a lot of history looking forward you know i wanted to ask you as an industry professional in in tourism 
you know, this could be about Memphis or, or the whole industry, but what do you think anything is going to be permanently different because of this? And, yeah. and also where do you think we're going? You know, what, what are the positives and what are some of maybe the negatives that you, you feel like might be a result of this? Cause this is crazy. It's a once in a lifetime thing we're all going through. Yeah. Um, the positive, I'm going to start with that first. And the positive is what we're doing right now, you know, um, doing podcasts, being able to reach across the globe, um, giving our information. We're doing a lot of virtual tours, you know, hmm. being in touch more and more with our hotels. I know it's, it's everybody has smaller communities that can be in touch with their hotels by with a phone call. But I know with Memphis, you know, I can touch at least about 20 people a day, you know, at the hotel and maybe I can take them on the sales call, you know, with three tour operators to me. So that's going to be different. Instead of them being in the car with me, they are doing an actual virtual sales call with me. So that's going to be the new norm as well. Uh, and also the new norm is, uh, training doing a lot of training and a lot of messaging a lot of videos that's going to be different for us um as far as regards to the safety the the new safety regulations yeah yeah with the new safety regulations uh so um yeah that's going to be really really weird i wouldn't say weird weird but it's going to be different it's it's going to be different but we gotta we gotta adjust to it it's going to be the new norm of tourism. And, you know, when you had spoken about not just uh, tour and travel, I can tell you what my sales manager spoken with me on. It's the now of who are they bringing in. Traveling nurses. Also, uh, you know, sometimes you have to dip that, uh, go back into the old-fashioned way. When I used to be in the hotel industry, you know, uh, come up with various rates for transportation. We're talking about uh, trucking. That's that's all. You got to get your food. You got to get all your, you know, clothes, mm-hmm. different things like that. So they're concentrated on trucking, um, bereavement. You know, we hate to say that, but, you know, uh, people coming in from out of town, visiting their loved ones, weddings are there, it's, it's taking off like crazy. Uh, family reunions, you know, although they're smaller, but family reunions are coming up more and more. Uh, and the, the leisure is really coming up, especially it's hitting us on the weekends more so than anything. Uh, so uh, during the week, it's picking up, you know, I'm calling my hotels. They use, they used to say, well, at least we only have two rooms, but now it's like 150 rooms. It's 200 mm-hmm. rooms. That's making me feel good. I said, wow, I'm doing something right. You know, somebody's doing something. But I think it depends on the community coming together, all hands on deck, working together, communicating with each other. We can get through it. We all can get through it. And not just in Memphis with our neighboring cities like Nashville, you know, in Mississippi, you got Tupelo, you got... Uh, Natchez and Jackson, Mississippi, you know, communicating with them, letting them know what's going on. We, if we all get together and be on, sa- on the same accord, 
we could make some beautiful music, baby. Definitely. <laughs> so Memphis so, knows a thing or two about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so so let's just fast forward a year, okay? And let's say we've got a vaccine and the the, the height of this is gone, right? Um, but I th- feel like this opened up some new doors, right? With new problems that people didn't think were going to affect these industries are we're dealing with it right now. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think anything's going to be permanently different or is this something that we're going to look back on and, and remember as just a weird time? You know, it's you- going to be permanently different. I can tell you this, you definitely going to be staying in some clean hotels, <laughs> super, super clean hotels. So that's, that's a plus. Uh, Cause I don't know if you all saw on the news on um, CNN and also on uh, world news, you know, they having a fogger, they fogging everything down, mm. uh, especially with the buses, they're doing the same thing. Um, you know, those things are definitely going to change. I mean, the hotels always been clean, but I think they're going to a whole nother level. Same thing sparkling now. Yeah, now even the restaurants, I think everything is going to be uh, paper. Yeah, yeah, when I th- I was just thinking about that, yeah, even a year or two from now, you're still going to pick up a menu and we're all going to be looking at laminate yeah. and be like, oh. Yeah, yeah. And then you know? eating outside on the patios, you know, open space, yeah. you know. And, and then on tourism side, you know, the great outdoors. People mm-hmm. are concentrating on, you know, it's healthy. It's about the health. It's it's bike riding, it's about hiking, you know, um, national parks, you know, we have state parks here. I know we have Shelby Farms here and um, Shelby Forest Parks, and they, a lot of people are doing that. Now, as far as, um, you know, renting out the equipment, that's another thing you gotta think about, because you gotta make sure that the equipment is clean and sanitized. Mm-hmm. So people are, you know, as you can see, you you all shop at Walmart and Target and look down in the sporting area. Every bike in the world is pretty much sold out. Mm. <laughs> you know, so everybody's getting their own bikes. Um, such as what you're doing now, you know, with um, this podcast. A lot of people mm. are communicating on the podcast. Music is gonna change. You know, and I I tried doing that, you know, introducing a lot of music artists, you know, if they can't do the, you know, live concert outside, you can do your concert, you know, virtually, you know, singing one-on-one, charge a small amount of price, you know, to see that concert. Even I'm going to do something a little bit different with a lot of our Memphis artists and have them sing in front of uh, that particular attraction. You know, so they can say, hey, you know, that's Graceland. Hey, National Civil Rights Museum, you know, have a gospel choir, you know, sing in front of that church, you know, that attraction, showcase social distancing, you know. So that's something that uh, I've been working on, on those pretty, uh, those projects for Mm -hmm. Memphis. So, I mean, to be honest, uh, talking to you, it just almost makes me feel like nothing's happening because you guys are going forward at full speed and making it happen and you got a smile on your yeah. face and I'm like shoot the, yeah. this feels feel great I'll be honest with you uh, Larry Andrew I feel really good about my city um, when it comes down to Memphis I believe the blood of the mighty Mississippi River uh, when it comes down to the spirit and soul you know I'm so passionate about my city we're some resilient people we, we bounce back 
You know, it, nothing is going to hold us down. You know, we've been through this in the past um, and looking forward through the future. I have a strong, strong intuition that it's going to be better than ever. Hmm. That's Memphis. That's Memphis. It is the home of the blues, soul, and rock and roll. I really encourage you to come down to Memphis. Dude, I'm, I'm booking ticket as soon as I get off the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we probably can pay for it now, Andrew. Come on. I can almost smell. Okay. I can almost smell the dry rub. You know, right yes, now. Yes, exactly. Uh, and Larry, did you go to Gus's Fried Chicken? Did Chris tell you about Gus's Fried Chicken? I've been to Gus's Fried Chicken. I okay. certainly have. Well, you got to go to Four Way Grill. That's some soul food. They have live yep. music. Chris loves that place as well. And then also along with that, uh, definitely got to go to Peggy's. Peggy's is another place you need to go to. So it's. It literally takes at least about a good, um, I say four days and three nights in Memphis. You know, I won't, I won't four nights to be honest with you, but yeah. <laughs> to really see the really hot spots, you got to go to all the neighborhoods and dine with the locals and, um, you know, and go come hungry. Yeah, yeah, come, come hungry. hungry. That's right. <laughs> so that leads to, I'll be, I'll be sending you all some uh, barbecue season. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm getting so hungry just talking about all this. <laughs> well, that's like, awesome. Where's my, where's my nearest rib joint? I yeah. need to. <laughs> no, no, that's that's awesome, Lisa. I really appreciate you coming on here and talking to us about about the city, but also just the industry as a whole. You know, as right. as somebody who's traveled a bit, quite a bit on my own, and Larry as well, and I even worked with, uh, you know, tourism Australia for, for a while, and I, you know, so I can understand I can understand their interests in what makes that industry move and right now i mean it, it it's it's hard not to blame anybody for sweating bullets right now because the whole thing is paused but as you've shown us today and as you've talked about there's still a lot that can be done there's a lot of things to look forward to there's a lot of pivots that can be made and i think you made a good point you know when all hands are on deck and people got their their mind around getting through it together it doesn't seem quite as bad and I think that that's a big takeaway from this, you know, it's, it, but you got to stay resilient. It's easy right. to lose sight. That's so, right. That's yeah. right. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming on and, and, and walking through that with us. This is a great addition to our time capsule of pandemic influenced industries. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, with that, we're going to end on a high note. Thanks for all the encouragement. Everybody, if you haven't been to Memphis yet and you watch this, what are you doing? You got to go to Memphis. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and, and look up the yum yum girl. All right. And don't call me <laughs> yum yum for nothing. Look at <laughs> a yum yum. I'm going to save that for when, when this is over. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate it. All right. Peace out. Thanks for joining us, Lisa. And uh, thanks for listening on the podcast. We'll be back next week for our final episode of the season where we'll be speaking uh, about the airline industry. Uh, of course, uh, we've referenced them a little bit today in regards to the uh, borders being closed and uh, international flights being uh, uh, put at a pause. What does that mean for the airline industry moving forward? We'll be ending our season on that. Uh, and in the meantime, it's great to 
be speaking on a much more positive note. <laughs> so thank you, Lisa. We can't, we can't wait to come back. All right. Y'all take care. Bye.